Hello, and welcome to the Dad and Barry podcast. As always, my name is Mike, a.k.a. Dad and Barry, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pete. How's it as going, always. Pete? As always. Not as always, because a lot of times it's my wife. My wife. As, al- as always. <laughs> a much better co-host, mind you. So it is um, December 30th, and we are doing kind of the end of year um, good and bad of, of parenting in 2020. A lot of bad, not all bad. Um, What's to reflect that, on, Mike? I don't. One get of the it. things that was bad was that we actually recorded this last week, and he <laughs> didn't hit the record button. So. <laughs> so this is the second time we've done an an hour plus uh, podcast, but this this time you'll be able to hear it. I, I have to say, I'm excited to be doing this for the second time, if only because I'm loving the cardigan or robe or whatever you got. Yeah, robe. Was yes, that a gift? Uh, it sure was, from me to me. <laughs> I that guy, I actually do like it. You look yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, nice. I thought I'd go for the uh, try out the grandpa look, and so I'm, I'm, it's suiting me, I think. I made a joke. Uh, I know you love it when I tell you the jokes I've made on Twitter. I made a joke a couple of weeks ago about how the the quarantine or the pandemic has got me like Mr. Rogers, except when I enter or when I leave the bedroom, I switch from my good hoodie to my casual hoodie. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, you're a professional, so I, I wear a lot of hoodies. Yeah. Now you just got to work on just the pants for the lower half. Like, what's well, going to happen there? Is it going to remain underwear, or is there going to be pants in 2021? What's What's the new? It's comfy pants. I wear uh, track pants, and Mama Berry got me some pajama pants. What's funny is this morning, since tomorrow is New Year's Eve, and Mama Berry loves to dress up and have events, um, even though it's just the four of us. She was like, you got to have to wear something nice tomorrow, maybe even Friday. And my 10-year-old heard that, and he goes, uh-oh. There's <laughs> <laughs> nobody going, well, I don't understand why we'd be doing this. She just likes to wear, like, things with sequins on them and things that sparkle. Yep. yep. I can't, and... I literally can't wear anything. Like, none of the clothes that I would, like, wear to work or in any kind of formal occasion fit me. I am so fat. I or they, none of them have sequins on it, or maybe just None some... of them have sequins. Oh, okay. Well. I'm not a sequins guy. All right. Well, but, that's your but loss. That was one of my. So I called this. Um, I think I said when I asked the question on Instagram, I asked for people's like parenting peaks and pits from uh, uh, 2020. And I know last time again, because this is our second time uh, recording this. Oh, my <laughs> God. Time. I totally forgot. That's what you call it. Peaks you and had pits. A big, look, it's just an ice. It's just a catch all. Term. How about highs and lows? Highs and but lows. That's what it's it real means. simple. It's just for no. children. Yeah, for children, it's even worse because peaks and pits are body parts that you can point to, whereas highs and lows, what are you going to do with that? What the fuck is a Nothing. peak is the peak of a mountain and the pit is the pit of a pit? A pit is your armpit, obviously, What's and the, peak? the peaks could be anything. Could be between, could be your nips, could be your front. I got a peak. Your... Look, looking at you in that robe, I got a peak going right <laughs> Yeah, boy. Good. So good, one good. of my pits okay. um, is the fact that I've literally, like, I've, I don't know that I've ever been this fat. Um, maybe like the freshman 15 in college, but I was just smaller all around back then. Um, but I really think I've gained like 20, 25 pounds from this thing. And, really? Uh, yeah. As you, as, really? You don't look, I gotta well, say, you don't look much. The camera the, has re- removed at least 12 of those pounds. One of the peaks is that it's not happening in my face, which is weird, but it's all in my gut. I think <laughs> that happens once you like hit 40. I have yeah. like a huge belly now. Oh, nice. Um, That's good. Anyway, I'm going to post a full frontal naked photo of myself on Instagram later. It's one of the New Year's treats. Yep, just to <laughs> shut shut the internet down, <laughs> have everyone bleach their eyes and go home 
and but obviously, family. Look, all jokes aside, uh, 2020 was was garbage in a lot of ways, pretty much from January forward. Um, but but we don't want this to be a total downer. So a lot of the comments I got, um, you know, there's negative stuff, obviously, but we're not focusing on kind of the big picture. There was a pandemic or Trump was president and the obvious stuff everybody knows is terrible. Um, we're instead focusing on some of the positive things and some of the small shitty things. Ah, oh, wow. Look at how you did that. Some of the positive things and some of the really small shitty <laughs> things that happened. Just, just what, that, a, what a blessing this podcast is to everybody. Just saying that nobody sent like major depressing stuff or major huge victories, right? Because right. we all had to kind of set the bar lower this year. Yep. And like somebody was like, you know, I successfully potty trained my kid. You know what? That's a pretty, go. pretty good peak for 2020. That's about as high as as we're getting. Yeah. Um, and let's just focus on calling it highs and lows and forget peaks and pits. So, uh, you know, there's lots of terms. Can we use the peaks and pits around the dinner table to try to get my kids to open up about their school days and make it a little fun for the kids? I know you feel like you're being condescended to, I guess. But with I just uh, the term peaks and pits is uh, just as a poor substitute for highs and lows. Anyway, let's all it's all good. We can we can move past it. Um, I mean, I can't. Obviously, I'll be thinking about it for the next. <laughs> this week is one of your but... pits. Of <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Using the term piece of it. All right. So we, we did get a, a, a bunch of comments, positive and negative, um, from people. Um, we're going to go through those um, right after this. All right. All right, welcome back to the Dad and Barry podcast. We're gonna be talking about the Pete's, the the Pete's. yes, the Pete's, <laughs> the Pits and Pete's of uh, 2020 in parenting. Um, I mentioned that one of my pits is how much, how out of shape I am and how much weight I've gained. Um, and it's funny because my gym is in my office building, um, which I haven't been to since March. Um, and rather than than like get an elliptical machine or a, a, not that I ever get a treadmill for my home, but my wife wants an elliptical machine. We might do something like that and use that during the nine months where we're stuck in the house. What we're going to do is we're going to buy an elliptical machine right when we can go outside again so we can make sure to never use it. And I can just be <laughs> going back to my gym. Um, but we like went into the city the other day. We walked around. And what is really depressing to me is that like the day after I just go for a walk, like I'll be sore. Because, like, my muscles have atrophied so much. Like, just the walk to and from the subway that I would do five days a week that I haven't done in 10 months. Like, yeah. with, that, with that gone, like, my body, like, I get no movement. Like, yeah. and I'll be like, I'll be like, why am I so sore? And I'll be like, oh, right. Like, I took 30 I, steps yesterday. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 30, that's pretty good. But, um, no, there, yeah, being, staying in shape and staying healthy is, is hard to do these days so don't beat yourself up buddy it's, are you gonna do um are you gonna do resolutions of some kind do you ever do that for the no, new year i i try not to do resolution so i don't do resolutions every year all mm -hmm. i do i have this weird thing where i just aim to try and do something better than the year before that's it i don't know what it is gonna be i don't know whether it's gonna be like you know like better at make this show better so whatever it might be just yeah. do something better let's uh, keep it realistic okay yeah 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 okay maybe go home every once in a while and see the kids <laughs> that kind of thing 
I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try to drink more water. Not a water guy. I am not a water. That's remember our episode on water bottles, or it wasn't specifically like, on water bottles. Water bottles. I we just went to we went to a zoo uh, the other day uh, out in New Jersey. Um, I can't believe it was. Uh, uh, it not only was it open, it, obviously it was outdoors, so everyone was masked up, masked uh-huh. up. But we saw some of the greatest animals. I've, like, when have you ever seen a lion like walking around in frigid cold temperatures or like? High? It was great. It was super yeah, fun. Yeah, I don't think I've been to that. I've seen the zoo in cold weather because I've seen Rocky too, and he goes to the zoo <laughs> in the cold, and I think that's where he proposes to Adrian. Yeah. But usually when I go to the zoo, it's like in August, and all the animals are hiding because it's so hot. Right, but, but there's nothing to do anymore. So like, you basically try and find any outdoor activity. Well, why didn't you? Because a few months ago in the summer. One of our, I got a hookup from one of our listeners to um, Great Adventure, the Six Flags drive-through safari. And ah. I talked about it. That was legitimately one of my peaks. Oh, there we go. Of 2020, we saw just driving around. We saw so many animals. They were out and about. We were in the AC. We didn't have to mask up. We didn't have to get out of the car. And I was astonished at how good the thing was in terms of the amount of animals you saw and the quality of animals. There were some good-looking. Great animals out there that day. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the ultimate, my ultimate point was we walked for about two and a half hours, and I carried uh, about 40 pounds of water bottles around as we walked. And uh, but it's a fine because the kids eventually did have a sip of water once we got <laughs> back to, to the car. So totally worth it. I love this new paradigm where everyone drinks water every. My five, kids love I, water. My kids love water. Let me ask you something I, really quick. So your your youngest is six. Yes. When you go on something like that, do you bring a stroller? Not anymore. So that is that's a good question. I, uh, that is a change that we've done this year. So well, what we might do is we might bring a scooter mm-hmm. um, if uh, if if it permits the situation permits. Obviously, the zoo is not a scooter friendly kind of place. Right. So that wasn't an option. But, you know, he's he's old enough now. Right. Yeah. But but do you, does he ever pull the, you know, pick me up kind of yeah. thing? Yes, he does. And it's then I I pull the fuck you card and I just <laughs> I immediately issue it to him. I'm like, but this no. Is the thing. You don't bring the stroller for the kid, really. You bring it for yourself. Like, not only can you put the kid in it, and that's easier, or you can put bags and stuff in it, maybe your water bottles. It's nice to not have to lug the stroller around, especially when you like live in the city. That is, is good. But when you're in that one of those situations and the kid is like, pick me up, and you're like, I really don't pick yeah. this kid up. Now having some kind of stroller can be nice. Now that's a that's a parenting hack for sure. The 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 light foldable stroller that you actually yeah. doubles as a coat rack and, and yep. a place for water bottles. And every time the kid folder. gets out from it, it tips over because you have so much. On the back. <laughs> exactly. God, I hate that. Uh, I hate that. Uh, um, okay, is- so is that a peak or a pit for uh, for 2020? The fact that we're we've we're done with the stroller. Well, I, I went. To, I told you I went into Midtown the other day, and we brought the stroller. So I guess I'm still, uh, I'm okay. still there. Well, you, I, I, I will keep my kids in strollers until they're 25 if it makes it easier. <laughs> if there's less whining involved. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because um, you mentioned is that a peak or a pit? And one of our listeners, KR8Z underscore, said peaks. <laughs> what fucking peaks? It's been a goddamn pit since March. Unless you want to count the days I didn't have a panic attack or cry myself to sleep as a peak, then sure. So <laughs> she's a little bitter about the year. Yeah. Um, which is understandable. It's been a tough year. So before we get into the big list, we want to remind everybody, you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I created a, a pod page. It's a website, podpage.com slash dadandbarrett, I believe. And if you go there, 
Um, you can get links to every single platform that you would want to listen to uh, to us on. You can go to YouTube to see uh, Pete's sweet new cardigan and to leave comments under specific episodes. Um, and you can, if you want, you can leave us a review. We'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a rating on, a rating on Apple or anywhere else. Leave us reviews if, you, if you're feeling uh, prolific. I like that word. I've always liked that word, prolific. Yeah. Um, and if you want, you can even throw us a little bit of your, your your money. If you have any left after a Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa from giving your kids whatever they want. My kid came in this morning and started to ask me and Mama Barry for something. We were yeah. both immediately like, if this costs money, you're not getting shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. Christmas was three yeah. days ago, my man. Yeah. Um, do you want to shout out really quickly, last shout out of the year for all the people who contribute a little bit of money to us via Anchor and Patreon. We got Ryan Miller and MS Babayan on Anchor. Molly Robertson, check your kids at the door. Chris Coleman, M. Daniel, Mallory McKenzie, Miriam, Tina Davis, Rob Gilberry, Lindsay Woodruff, Andrea Sandoval, Barbara Geiger, Bill D'Amica, Dana Bose, Jacques Ovar, Morning Glow, Cotton Farmer, AZ, Wes Clark, Jennifer Wynn, Julie McCarthy, Paula Polsky, Mary Williams, and Julie Burton contribute on, on Patreon. Thank you very much. We appreciate every little bit. Um, so obviously this year has forced us. We're no longer in the studio together, Pete. We do a lot of this via Skype. Um, it's looking like next year we might start, might have a guest or two aside from Mom and Buried once in a while. Yeah. Someone, uh, a, a prominent, a prominent couple in the space have have asked to uh, to be on. So we might bring those people on at some point next year if we can figure it out. I mean, yeah. look, I the Skype thing is cool, especially if you hit record. It's really <laughs> helpful. Um, it actually works a lot better if you record it than it does. not recording. And then just you, it turns out that it's basically just been a conversation between you and I for an hour. <laughs> It was, it was nice to catch it up. It was. It was a good conversation. Um, so we'll see what 2021 has to offer. But before we get into the new year, which has there's just so much hope. Mm. There's just so much hope, right? Isn't it mm. a wonderful thing, hope? It is It is a wonderful thing. It is. Uh, 2020 was a, you know, it's funny because the last year that things were, was, was sort of deemed a really shitty year it was 2016. I don't know if you remember that, like that people were saying what a shitty year that was. I think a lot of it was like celebrities and like, like David Bowie and like, yeah, dying like flies. I think. Yeah. And then, and then of course we had the election and yada, yada. Um, but, yeah. but really 2020 was, I mean, it started with fires, just yes. raging fires in Australia. Then came murder hornets. Which, yeah. by the way, I've been following up on, and uh, it's not looking good. <laughs> really? Is there is there new news? Because they disappeared. Well, they, off they the... no, they didn't. They found they're finding nests now, like in Washington State. Okay. So yeah, they're they're really like feeling getting comfortable with uh, the West Coast, uh, north Northwest Coast. You know, I I love the um I love the Pacific Northwest as a concept. Um, yeah. I visited Seattle once and was there for like four days and it was lovely weather and it was amazing. Yeah. And it makes me think like, oh, I would, you know, I wouldn't mind living out here someday. And now you mentioned murder hornets, like setting up camp. And I'm like, I think I'm out on the, on the PNW. Yeah. 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 No, I don't, I don't think that that's, uh, that's not an option anymore. You would yeah. think that like the wildfires would, would maybe burn, burn those suckers to the ground, but are they, I guess they didn't reach that far up maybe well, the wildfires. So when we talk about peaks and pits, I think it's it's important. It's obviously, we've been very divided about a lot of different things. But I think the one thing we can all come together on is how awful murder hornets are and how much we all collectively wish they would disappear from the face of the earth. Are, but they have disappeared, though. I haven't heard from, anything about them. From, your, from your social feed. From <laughs> yeah. your, they're gone. It's gone. They're just gone. Out of sight, yeah. out of mind. Perfect, Mike. 2021, here we come. The definition of privilege. 
if you don't care about murder hornets, you know what? It's because you're not impacted by them and it's just selfish. All right. But then, you know what? So then we have, it's all about, I think 2020 was the year of the parent. I really do. And here's why, because obviously school and just remote learning just flipped everything mm-hmm. on its head. And, you know, as much as teachers are, you know, it, are amazing and we obviously appreciate how much they do. More than ever. Uh, well, more than ever, but then, you know, parents just, they're, if you're a working parent, if you're not a working parent, your life got flipped, like got just completely disassembled and then reassembled. You're trying to work. You've got Zoom call. There was that period of time in March where it was like basically okay just to be like, I don't know what's happening, yeah, but yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't come to any of these meetings or if you don't mind me swearing intermittently of telling goes, people to be quiet then the same yeah. goes for our kids too right for like for like march to like the end of the school year it was kind of like nobody knows what they're doing yeah. there's a lot of leeway from like your your employer is probably like you know figured the kids, out you, the, kids had a, the, the kids loved it they were like oh cool so i can just be the kids had like 17 million percent increase in screen time right <laughs> yeah, it's still while, increasing. While the well, certainly I, you know, I had a I had an office mate for a little while, my ten year old, who yeah. um, who uh, fortunately halfway through our, our our relationship together learned how to burp the alphabet, oh so that God. was good during during calls. Is that a Be- peak or a pit? Uh, we're just gonna leave it just sort of neutral, like peak just cha- for her, a pit for you. <laughs> yeah, chaotic neutral, exactly. <laughs> just burping the alphabet is. But then uh, September came around, and we were still. Yes. So suddenly you were there were standards, right? Like right. kids needed to actually learn. You needed to actually have been settled into learning how to work from home with your kids around and all that stuff. And that actually made it harder, I think. Yeah, it made it harder. And this is where uh, and then I think ultimately, you know, we're, we're in New York and I, I I've, my frustration was more at the at the teachers than union itself because like they just needed to get it together they had six yeah. months to figure it out we had those three horrible months at the end of well, last year keep yanking us back and forth too like yeah yeah i mean it was I, but i do i do anyway i feel like we're in a better spot now at the beginning it was a little rocky um but uh, the I'm point happy. is yeah i think i think we're we're in a better spot everyone knows kind of how to how to yeah. do their uh, their learning and uh, and it's and look no more snow days <laughs> you know, oh from now God. on, it's just going to be like, cool, just, you know, hop on Google Classroom and uh, and get your work done. So, look, you're saying that you're frustrated with like, the teachers union and the situation and stuff. Can I tell you who I'm frustrated with? Oh. Our listener, uh, Elias underscore Lachance, who says his peak is that as a first time dad at 22, I'd say I've done well just trying to figure this all out. You're, you know what? Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Right. You haven't done well. I don't know how old your kid is. This ain't going to last. Look, I'm proud of you. You're 22, which automatically means I despise you and everything. Anybody who's more than two years younger than me, I just dislike on principle. Right. It's rude. It's rude to exist and have more of your life ahead of you. Right. But it makes me feel better knowing that all his hopes and dreams are going to come tumbling down, especially in regards to how he's handling this whole parenting thing. He says... He says something he has to overcome is being more patient with his family. Hey, guess what? You're not going to get more patient no. with your family, no. especially not as you get older, Mr. 22. Okay. No. I'm glad you're listening. We have a lot to offer, Pete and I. Um, if you like like bitter cynicism about how horrible yeah. parenting is, we're here for you. Um, we're proud of you, but it's really annoying to hear you say as a first-time dad, you've got it all figured out, my man. Good luck. 
Well, I mean, look, first things first, it's, uh, I, I feel that the energy, your energy level, first of all, you're going to be able to hold the fact that you're not going to be a 65-year-old dad running around with a four-year-old. Maybe. We don't Maybe. know what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, listen, patience, you know the speech, like it gets better? It doesn't. doesn't this is the better. opposite. And by the way, uh, this podcast is really just us screaming into a pillow because mm-hmm. there's a lot of great things about parenting. Uh, but just there's also a lot that we just need to scream into a pillow uh like one for example i think um you know i think we've just spent too much time with our kids I'm oh just my god put it out there i'm just gonna put More it out there oh by the way not just too much time with our kids too much time with the same human beings that just shouldn't happen right like no time in history has anyone ever been with someone for so long and it doesn't matter if it's your cool friend you know bud who you went to college with that you love <laughs> But guess what? If you're going to spend 24 hours a day, you're going to find things that are really annoying. And so this is what this is all about. It's just we've found out the limits of how annoying Bud can be by not brushing his teeth and leaving his socks everywhere. <laughs> and burping okay. the alphabet. <laughs> and burping the alphabet, exactly. Which is really cool, which is yeah, one of the things actually, Bud, your cool okay. college friend, yeah. is known for. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, like, for us, we were already annoyed with our kids and with everybody. And then we're put in this pressure cooker for nine months yeah. where we're with them and it's going to extend a few more months i do want to say obviously elias alias whatever your name is it's all in good fun we're just just poking poking some jokes is that what they say poking some jokes no, i don't know how 22 no. year olds talk That's nobody says that yeah I, I hope i hope you continue to to do well um as a first time dad more power to you um yeah. pete and i are not doing well and we no. like to <laughs> we like to vent no, we're not. as yep. a result yep. um and a lot of these comments are kind of a mix of some positive stuff and some negative stuff because we like to keep things real here. So the Terrence Davies said his highlight of the year was that he and his son built a beautiful garden, which is really just a wonderful father, bo- father-son bonding experience. And then he said the low light was that everything in the garden died, which pretty much sums up <laughs> sums up the year. What Even you your do? small, you two steps forward, three steps back. Kind yeah. Of thing, right? Yeah. Everything died. Uh, a side note here. Um, he goes on to say, I'm not talking about the garden. Which everything is, died. Yeah, yeah, which is which is a little little strange and a little cryptic, but okay. Mikey underscore in underscore NYC says the highlight was hearing his son say dad for the first time. The low light is the fact that his son will no longer stop saying <laughs> dad or dad dad. Does your kid did your kid ever say dad dad? I never got the dad dad thing. I I think so. I um yes, every once in a while uh uh my my son will say that, yes. I've tried to um, force my kids to call me father. Father? Yeah. May I have father? They don't like that. No, it's better that's than strange. Papa. Papa. Yeah. My my son will start every single sentence with dad. Just it doesn't matter. Just a declarative sentence. Even if we were actually having a conversation. Yeah. And he in the will, middle of it, he just in the just, middle of it, he'll he's already he'll just, engaged. Yeah. yeah, he'll be like, Dad, and I'm like. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. We're still, we're in it. We're in it. I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's My not kid. just, it's not just dad. It's dad, just dad. Like uh, as if like, uh, hey, uh, are you there? I'm like, I'm looking right at you, buddy. I'm right, we're here. Yeah, yeah. My my four year old who turns five in uh, a couple of weeks has recently started almost every sentence with guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Everyone. I said to him today, I'm like, can you please just stop? saying it's not even a guess it's not even a question it's just guess what can i have a snack like 
<laughs> yeah. Talking about. Yeah. But this is the thing. This is the double-edged sword that is that is parenting in 2020. Like more time with your kids is great. More time with your kids is not always that great because no. it's just it's just too much. You have a capacity. Yeah. And we are bubbled over, right? Bubbled over that. Yeah. Except yeah. for Elias Lachance, who was just crushing it. <laughs> um, Michael Michaela Marchesini says that their highlight was we made soap together and had a spa day at home. And then she says her low light was she lost it so bad one day she yelled at her kids and scared them and made them cry. First of all, that I've done that many times. Yeah. Scared my kids by yelling at them and made them cry all the time. And I, it would have been nice if she had done that before having the spa day because like she needs a spa day after that. But what I like that's the kind of thing at the beginning of the pandemic. It's like, all right, we're gonna make right. this fun. We're gonna make it special. Right. We're gonna have a little spa at home. And right. like in October, the fucking bullshit fake spa curtain you put up is hanging off the fucking drapes it's still barely there everyone's angry right you haven't actually been to a spa in months yeah. would, would your wife go to the spa would she bring the daughters to the spa ever like a makeover day or um yeah so not a spa like you know just but definitely doing like nails and things like that yeah for like sure. bonding yeah. stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's the for sure they would do that um so and i think they've done a couple of those at home but not the uh you know, not not with the candles and the whole, you know, spa experience, because we just simply just don't have the time or energy for any of that. So is there anything that you miss that like not not the super everyday stuff that you would do with your kids? But like I used to, you know, I would bring my kid to like the latest Marvel movie or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we would go to the movies and bond. And the last movie I saw in the theater was actually I went with both my kids to see uh, Pixar's Onward. Um, mm. and it's about brothers and it was, it was okay. And then like, we went to like a school event right after that. And then like the next day we realized we should not have gone to the school event or probably the movie theater because those are super spreaders. And now we're part of the problem. Um, right. but like just going to the movies like once a month or once every two months with my kids is something pretty, um, you know, generic that I miss, like kind of a normal thing. Do you have anything like that, that the pandemic stole from you? We yes, the pandemic has stolen our ability, uh, especially winter. This the winter is coming, and now that we are here, yeah. going to the freezing zoo, um, you know, is not <laughs> the number one. Not ideal. Uh, yeah, I can no longer go to Small Land at IKEA, which was my number one oh, parenting hack. Yeah. Speaking of super spreaders, uh, that was a super spreader event way before COVID, but just. I loved doing it because it was a great way to boost my kids' immunity because all yeah. all of the diseases were there. I ran into uh, I was there with my kids one day and I yeah. ran into your wife uh, with, yes. with with your kids. That's right, but she wasn't doing the cool parenting hack where you wait in the line for small land and then the person greeting you calls everybody by their first name and everyone in the line starts looking around like confused like how does this person how does the IKEA person know oh, this name. man's children. <laughs> And then and then immediately, instead of like getting a cart and going through Ikea, just simply sitting on the couch next to small land <laughs> yeah, on my phone chilling, yeah. and just chilling for an hour and a half because I'm a family member, Ikea maybe, family member. Maybe get involved. Podcast. All right. You have that like that membership thing that grants you privileges. Oh, my God. And it goes from it literally means that you can keep your kids in small land for an X for like 90 minutes. It, so it, it, what it are your for kids? Yeah is losing access to IKEA small yeah. end and, and 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 not being able to get the Swedish meatballs that IKEA And then and then after that we would go yeah. directly to lunch and spend 20 bucks on this like really amazing lunch. It is pretty good. Yeah, it's it really really cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I missed. So, so. 
we've had to fill our time with other things, right? So Pat and Jess G said her peak was every day I do crafts with my daughter and take her to a park for outdoor play. She also likes having more baths and snuggle time. First of all, more baths is a peak for you? Nobody likes giving their kids baths. Ah, but Mike, you're missing the point. If the kid can give themselves a bath, then then that's 45 minutes right there. That's my classic go-to winter go-to move. But, Come home but, at three from IKEA, start the bath, <laughs> and then you're you're in run up to dinner time, son. You start yeah. the bath at three. It's four or five. Boom, dinner you've time. You've got a whole you've got a whole day. Oh. You go to IKEA. You're there for a few hours. You have some lunch there. You get home. You plop the kid in the tub. And you're set for a couple more hours. They like come it. out at 4.30, they watch TV for an hour, and then by the time it's dinner time, 5.30, and then you're on the downward slope. That's so free. Pat and Jess G says that her, her pit was that she pulled her four-year-old daughter out of preschool and has failed to actually do any preschool at home. So I also have a, um, a preschooler at home, and the remote school situation really has nothing to offer right it's yeah. like there's a half an hour like greeting morning meeting where everyone says hi to their friends and they sing a song and then it's like all right now parents take your kids and do the assignment right. for the day right. right and like crafts or science or whatever <clears throat> and then maybe like uh, two hours later you have like a, a half an hour music class where they just sing a song at you or something and like the whole thing of preschool is like learning through play and like learning socialization, interacting. These my four-year-old had none of that this year, which is it's a little bit heartbreaking. That part of it is just like he's gonna be behind just in terms of, you know, interacting with other people and and friends and yeah. stuff. But all kids, all the kids his age are pretty much um, in the same boat. Um, but I don't blame Pat and Jess G for uh, shirking their so-called you know remote schooling responsibilities when it comes with comes to a preschooler because there's not really much you can do. Um, so there's something that sounds horrible, but actually ended up being a Pete. Annie R528 says she was laid off, obviously horrible. Um, and then they lived in a tra in a travel trailer outside of Fargo, North Dakota with no Wi-Fi, which really sounds like an absolute nightmare. And she says it was actually a highlight. I think it might be nice this year. There was such a cavalcade just a nonstop yeah, deluge yeah. of horrible news yeah. that maybe being cut off from it would have been a, a peak, as yeah. you like to call it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> right up until you find yourself in the middle of being in North Dakota, I think is the, <laughs> is the, the most, winter. well, not just that, I think it's like the highest infection rate of uh, the Oh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, there's like 11 so people there and nine and a half of them have it, yeah. Yeah, having a little bit of info would help. But um, no, I, I do think, I mean, uh, hopefully that's not the case for her, but uh, it, it does sound nice to be able to, to just cut off and, and, and not have to deal with all of this uh, garbage stuff. Actually, one thing that happened, uh, there was a few things I think that were quite nice. I think we talked about the, we talked about this last time, last episode. And then non-recorded the last episode, yeah. But one of the things I think was really amazing was the fact that FOMO disappeared mm -hmm. in 2020. So we had all these issues of FOMO, but in 2020 there was no FOMO because everyone was at home, so you could just. Be present with your kids. So, you could be, you know, you could think about going and doing something as simple as going to the park and just uh, be completely 
present with them to the point where you knew that there was nowhere else you could go or like there wasn't much else you could do. You know, there wasn't all all the options kind of got limited, which in many ways is actually I thought was quite a good good thing. The bar was was lowered tremendously. So FOMO, for those who aren't as hip as us, is fear of missing out. And no one was missing out on much because we were all stuck inside. And what you're saying is that relieves some of the pressure of like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that because there wasn't that much to do. And also when you did go to the park, that was like going to Disneyland. It was like so exciting, right? Because you finally got to do a little something and go outside. Yeah. 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 And I think also just the idea that, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, should we do this this weekend or that? You know, just kind of limiting it down into this is this is our routine. This is all we can do um, was actually, uh, I thought, quite a quite a nice break from it's it's to go along with any uh annie's point which is you know you just kind of cut off uh yeah. from all of the deluge of all the options that you have and you're seeing people do yeah. all these different things and you're like look we can't you know i know that you know my everyone else is in the same boat and just kind of having that shared experience uh i thought was actually quite interesting and uh so at, i yeah. have what I like to call JOMO, the joy of missing out. I love not doing <laughs> stuff, right? So yeah. for, for me, this was perfect. It yeah. was pretty much all set. For my wife, major FOMO, going stir crazy. We got to do this. We got to do that. Um, and you had to pick and choose your moments. What could you do? Like I was, like I told you before, I can't remember if we did this on air or not. Like I didn't go to my my parents for Thanksgiving or for Christmas, right. which, you know, sad on the surface, but we ended up making our own fun of it right. we made some new traditions and there are probably some some stuff that we've learned that we'll carry over in the future even if we do go back for other holidays you just kind of well, had to make the best of things yeah that's kind of what i mean is that you just it, it allowed you to focus more and you know we've been doing the same kind of routines for the last like three or four years as the kids have kind of gotten to that median age and and this was this was great because like one thing uh we have a switch and yep. just i think it was day four uh, my son comes in, he was crying into the room and he was like in hysterical tears. And I'm like, what's, what's up? What happened? He's like, you're never, you're never going to do this, but I want, I want Zelda, Zelda gay breath of the wild. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, he's like, you're never going to buy it. And I was like, you know what? It's quarantine. Like, let's just do it. Right. Like, it. and it was great. And that was actually became a real bonding experience. And we had, we had family, uh, Zelda, uh, nights with the oh. exception of my wife who boycotted it completely, washed her hands of it, said, I want nothing to do with this. And uh, that was it. So that was perfect. And she got some time to herself. <laughs> and she got, exactly. She saw an opportunity and she took it. She's a smart woman. She is a smart woman. So we're talking about routine and how in some ways that routine could be comforting and it allowed you to, to find small things that could break the routine that could be really exciting. A handful of people did some big things to break the routine, such as having children uh, <laughs> during, uh, the, during the pandemic. So um, Adriana Bitz, B-I-T-Z, said that having a second kid is both the best and worst thing she's ever done. So she had gave birth during the during the pandemic, which must have been tough. Kay Slovak said she had her third kid nine years after having her second one. She said that could be a high or a low. And I understand that, like... My wife likes to talk lovingly about when, especially when we had our first kid, where for the next couple of weeks after having the first kid, it was like just us three in a bubble, you know, adjusting, doing a a special little family situation. We didn't care about anything else but ourselves. 
Um, and, and nowadays, if you were having a kid during a pandemic, you know, that must have been intensified by 100. And in a lot of negative ways where you couldn't have friends coming over to, like, give you food or to help out. You know, maybe you have an older kid to take the other kid somewhere or aunts and uncles to take your other kid somewhere or something like that. So you're stuck inside. If you have more than one kid and a newborn during the pandemic um, with the kids screaming and waking you up and all this, I can't imagine. I mean, obviously, it's a joyful time to, to bring a new life. <laughs> into the Boy, world do you, do you write for disney because <laughs> okay I do. Good. yeah but this i is gotta i've had to have been hard i wonder what it will be like to like look back in like 10 years and be like that first year of like having a newborn during a pandemic it must have been scary especially at first when like depending on where you live when like the numbers are high and all that stuff and doctor's appointments are different because you can't necessarily all go in and all that shit's nuts well i mean i yeah but it, it kind of goes back you you said it with this bubble the bubble of being together as a family unit that when you first bring your kid home i think the scary part at least in in my mind the way it would be the hospital you know just yeah. your, it, that's kind of you're in the epicenter right and you're, you're nervous and you don't know what's happening i can't imagine that but once you're home that concept of the bubble that's that's sort of what i'm talking about that uh you know, and, and I think that could actually be quite nice to be in that bubble and, and also feel that there's other people who are going through the same thing and, and not necessarily exactly the same because they're not they don't have a newborn, but they have this right. concept of like, it's just us. Right. Yeah. It's just like it's us just against us, the world. Yeah. us against the world. And that's why we need so much toilet paper. So just <laughs> shut up, kids. Get as much toilet paper as you can, because this disease warrants the run on toilet paper that we saw earlier in the year, a hundred percent. So you that's are being why. sarcastic. I can sense it. No, but uh, no, I do. I do think that that, that bubble, uh, it, it, that that's kind of a nice thing to be able to have it that, is nice. that feeling. But as yeah. you said earlier, it can it can get old. Um, you're being <laughs> around the same people with no variety. Uh, <laughs> and then you're just looking for reasons to pop that bubble. Yes. Exactly. So Nikki Marlowe says the highlight was how much closer we all became. The low oh. light was the children themselves, which is really <laughs> sums up sort of the, the philosophy That's of the amazing. podcast. Children oh are God. the problem. Um, yes. JL Wad 1028 says, my son is three and in speech therapy, he had trouble with the F sound, but can now say fuck properly. So that's a peak Yay. and a pit. That's great. It that's is fantastic. Great. Congratulations. So a handful of people, and I know some of them myself, um, like you said, you bought Breath of the Wild because you're kind of like, it's quarantine, you know, right. we got to get through it somehow. Some people did make kind of like purchases or do special things. So Mimosa's with Moms, who has a, a good podcast of her own, um, and she she had a kid. I believe, if I remember correctly, she had a kid during this situation as well. Oh, wow. She said that she bought a bouncy house for the inside of her home. How high are your ceilings? Well, first of all, that's a solid flex. It is, is a big flex. Just buy a bouncy house for your home. That's just like a solid move. And congratulations on your awesome house. Don't basically. hurt yourself, though, because you don't want to go to the ER. You don't want to like break an ankle in the bouncy house. That's a great – first of all, that is a great – idea especially for the winter time if you have the space get a bouncy house because these kids kids or kids hello uh they need to run and you need to bounce them and and just getting in there throwing some elbows and being like what happened i was going through uh my phone like deleting some stuff and earlier in the summer we have a very tiny backyard like a little square backyard in, in brooklyn and i 
footage of at one point in the summer, I had told my kids to see how many times they could just run in a circle in a little tiny backyard. And I'm just like, they're doing it. And I'm like, all we're doing is trying to get them tired out. And they're just running around. Can you beat your brother? Can you do exactly. more than him? They're doing like 30 in a row. So the bouncy house is a lot of people, I think, bought like trampolines or some people yeah. did like you need to have co- contained fun in your backyard. What's shocking is that she bought it for the inside of her house. I don't necessarily know how that works. I'm going to reach out to her, ask her for some photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like bouncing into the ceiling. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, those things are fun. Yeah. We, yeah. We, uh, we bought a hot tub. All right. You bought one of those yeah. like inflatable hot tub things? Yeah. So, so you're not the only one who can flex, okay? Yeah. So we, yeah. No, we, How long we, were you waiting? Just you, you've been waiting this whole podcast just to mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try, good? I try and slip it into any conversation. I we bought the Coleman or whatever the Sally spot, like just an inflatable one, right? And it was incredible. It was How awesome. How many times have you been in it? Uh like four. That's it. When did you I, get it? I packed it up. Well, we, I, because uh, it's inflatable, we packed it up. So I, I we bought it. I think in May. And we had it for the summer and then had it into the, like, September, I think we put it away, or October. So you um, can't use it in the winter, it gets too cold, it will, like, pop? You, you No, you can. It's really pretty rugged. But the really cool thing about it, and I don't know, you know how most spas are, like, all molded plastic and it's, yeah. you know, they're all just basically chairs that are underneath water. Yeah. This one was just around, it was like a big, it was like a pool, like a small Okay. Like a, like an inflatable pool, yeah, right. so it allowed the kids to kind of swim and be more kind of active in it, which I thought was really but fun. You and of course, can use it as a pool if you want, right? Like yeah, just totally. well, the, the water in it. Well, yeah, that's what we did. My point is, is that's all it was. It's just a big inflatable pool that got that gets really hot. It's awesome. But, right, but but I don't like. I feel like hot tubs in the summer, um, using it as a regular pool is great. Yeah. But like a hot tub in the winter is the key time for a hot tub. I want you to bust that thing back out. I know, I know. But we, so we, like I said, we had it up until October. I just didn't want to deal with like the ice and the shit. I hear you, I hear you. I, I, had, I don't like I, to deal with anything. So <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I can't believe you even bought it. So Mbach04 also flexed. He says he bought our son. He says, I bought my son a bow and arrow. And then he shot our brand new AC unit, <laughs> which cost $1,200 to replace. I just hope he got the government stimulus yeah. before he had to replace it so he could use that. Rather than for rent or food and water, yep. he could use it to replace the AC that his kid yeah. broke on him. Yeah, yeah, with that bow and arrow. Nice. Unbelievable. Smooth. So this is this is the, the kind of the bar we're setting here. So WVU underscore alum underscore SUNY alum, bragging about her education, okay, says her peak was that we didn't kill each other. Really? Wow. Like that's that is kind the- of it. That is actually that's it. She nailed it. That's all you need. Like that's like you were saying, like school in like March, it was kind of like and work. It was kind of like, well, if you get it done, you know, hopefully we're all adjusting. Right. And it's very much just kind of like everyone is lowering the bar, being like, all you do what you got to do to get through this nightmare. Nobody anticipated the nightmare to actually become our lives for like a year. Right. Um, you know, and hopefully there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. We'll see. Um, but that's the thing. The expectations have started to shift as we've adjusted. Right. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden you've got to start accomplishing things, which is not. It's, no. it's Yeah. No, no. I want to go back. I think there are definitely going to be things that we're going to miss about this covid, the the, the, the these bubbles that we, we created for ourselves. Um, 100%. So, so yeah. Kelly A-Tut, A-T-U-T says her peak was enjoying outdoor activities so much more this summer as a family. But her pit is being told that her child is a grade level behind after distance learning, right? So yeah, that's a shame. That's the thing. Like, 
we as that we're sucks. acting with FOMO that we're kind of all in it together. Whenever my wife gets concerned about like, oh, what's happening to the kids or whatever, I'm kind of like, all the kids are pretty much in the same boat, right? At least yeah. in your local areas, right? For the most part, the yeah. situation for everybody is sort of the same. Um, but some kids definitely, like I have a kid with ADHD and getting him to focus on like remote learning and stuff is a lot harder than him, like having a teacher in class to be able to come with them and help him focus on a math problem or whatever. Yeah. Um, and some kids definitely struggle more than others. And that is a shame, right? Like if this does really impact things beyond. And I think there's, look, there are going to be kids in therapy 20 years from now who are like that year in the freaking quarantine fucked me up. Yeah. Right? My dad didn't wear pants the entire year, <laughs> the entire year. Just the cardigan and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to say the, uh, uh, I have, we're going into the, we're doing the high school admissions process in New York city, as well oh, as yeah. the middle school admissions process during this year. Yeah. And it is, it is, it's horrible. Literally nobody knows anything. Like all that's just virtual, like virtual like tours and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, virtual tours, but every like the the information is always the same. It's we just don't really know how, how it's all gonna work. So mm-hmm. let's just keep doing it. And as deadlines get moved and keep getting pushed back, you're like, well, where's my kid gonna go to school? Who and knows? they're like, and everyone's like, I don't know. <laughs> so that's fun. Um. So speaking of school, this may be my favorite comment um for the week and maybe forever that we've ever gotten. I Heart Ethiopia says her peak was that her daughter got engaged. She didn't say peak and pit. I'm just I'm just extrapolating. Said her peak was my daughter got engaged. Her pit was that her fiance put law school on hold to write porn. <laughs> I'm desperate to know what kind of porn is he writing? Yeah. Porn screenplays? Uh, yeah. Is he I mean, writing like he's I, writing I letters to Penthouse Forum. Like he's not even getting paid. He's just trying to get one printed. He's just did, writing a letter. Does this fiance even know how porn works? Uh, the writing part, like I'm not sure writing how, how much writing has to do with it. Yeah, if you want to break into porn, maybe writing isn't the main main is, gateway. Is he writing treatments for scripts? Is he is he doing rewrites? What's happening exactly? It's not a lot of dialogue. I am desperate to know. I heart Ethiopia. Um, I will tag you when I share this. I need more details. Um, and if he has like a pen name, like a funny pen name, like Buck Naked or whatever, like a porn star might have, please. Let us know because we, we need to we need to know more than that, more than we've got. Um, so Lainey Davy says her peak was that her kids were playing Lego a lot, which is true. And especially yes. after Christmas, my kids got a bunch of new Lego sets. They love it. And they built like her kids built like elaborate things like a concert and a beach with a bar, um, which I always find that interesting because you get the Legos. And I don't know if, her, if she bought like a beach with a bar set or if the kid just improvised. Right. Because we have so many Lego pieces. You can build whatever you want. Um yeah. But the challenge we have with the Legos is like my kid got like a big Mandalorian Lego set, which is like you build the big ship and then he wants to play with it. You can't play with it. It'll shatter. It's like a, it's like a sculpture now. You can't play with it. My wife is like, you got to super glue it. I'm like, you can't super glue fucking Lego uh, thing together. No, you want to use these pieces later. That's the thing. For a little while, it's like they want to play with it. Can't touch it. Leave it somewhere else. And then eventually it just starts to fall apart. And then. The three hundred dollars because these Lego sets are crazy expensive. They These are super expensive. On these sets, now yeah. it's just we have honestly like probably like five billion Lego pieces all over, and that's not counting the ones that I sucked up with a vacuum every day. Well, I, yeah, I mean our our philosophy is like you get, you got to play with it, but it's you just got to put it in. A, eventually, after six months, it's all going to go in a box. Yeah. Meaning like all jumbled together with all the other pieces and whatever, you know, you'll find a torso of something or like an arm 
of like yeah. a dragon claw or something. Exactly. It, you just it it has to go. It has to be recycled. Right. You're never gonna see that finished Mandalorian right. no. Razorcrest no. ship ever again. No. Once it, you finish it, it's perfect for like that two hours. So play then, with it, enjoy it. That was part of the fun was building it and then just photo. say goodbye to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It is all gone. Um, so Mitch Maxwell says the worst thing that they did was they got fish and the kids were super excited, but they've had them for a month and seven of the eight fish have died. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just fish. Well, you got to You definitely have to put them in water. Um, oh, that, that helps. That. Yeah, that helps. That would have mm-hmm. been good. So yeah. Jay Hoove Watson, JJ Hoove Watson, H-O-O-V Watson says that his, uh, their peak was watching the entire Wonder Years with their kids. Have you have you tried to show your kids any TV shows you liked growing up? Well, you didn't like anything. What, what do they even have in England? Mm, they didn't really have much. Doctor really. Who? The no, original just, Doctor Who? They had uh, like just a, a, like a picture of a loaf of bread that you would just watch over a few months period. Oh, that just kind great. of slowly. decompose, yeah, slowly into the ground. That that and darts. I watched I watched uh, The Mandalorian with my kids, which when we do that, much like your wife during um, Zelda sessions, yeah, my yeah. wife is just off doing whatever she wants, having some alone time. Yeah. I'm watching The Mandalorian with my kids. I haven't really gone back and like shown them old. There's just so much old stuff i don't even know where to begin i think i tried an episode of the wonder years and my kid is like he thinks of like it's like the 60s and 70s and he's like oh i don't want to watch that it, even though it was made in the 80s it looks a little older than modern stuff and i'm right. like buddy i'm like star wars was 1977 and you still like that yeah yeah where's your logic now son <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> somehow i'm not able to convince him but yeah. no we haven't watched the wonder years even though I liked that show as a kid, I don't like it as much as many people do. We don't. There's not a lot of shows. Oh, Simpsons. We got into the Simpsons, but my kids they like this like um, these awful shows like Some Assembly Required, which is outlawed. I just can't. It's I don't just, know what that it's is. It's a mindless. It, there's. It's just a mindless t- kids TV show from mm-hmm. like it's I don't know Disney or something. I don't, I don't know that and um, what's there's like a band a boy band show i forget what it's called oh god anyway those two shows i just if i hear them on i'll just say you can't you just you can watch anything else i don't care watch like it i don't care <laughs> just i'd rather have something wants anyway. to watch it yeah no but we watched uh, goonies uh we did a couple christmas movies so we watched goonies into the woods it was, oh, it was wait, into uh, the woods Ugh. it is it's horrible how was goonies great How'd they like it they really liked it yeah we i love um my Go son, ahead. my 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 five-year-old was, you know, did the did the thing where he's like looking through his yeah. hands at a few of the parts. That was so cute. I love that. We um we watched the Wonder Woman 1984. It came out on Christmas Day. Um, oh, yeah. It's impossible to overstate how bad this film is. Oh no! <laughs> really? It's so bad. And I heard oh, I heard that it was bad like a couple days before, and I'm like, how could it be this bad? And then like ten minutes in, you're like, oh. I get it. Oh, it's damn. two and a half hours. Because the first one was great. Yeah, the first one it has some really good moments. This one has maybe none, maybe none uh, good moments. It's so the plot is just so I couldn't believe it. Like I literally tweeted this 15 minutes in. I said I'm like, wait, this is the plot? I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's really not good, unfortunately. Okay. Unfortunately. Um. So yeah, look, somebody complained that they did so much screen time. So Alka Alka Sprisky says. Uh, letting my preteen stay up way too late during summer with screen time, that's a low light, I guess. Not for me. Screen time, 
we loved it all year long. We're going to keep loving it. Look, yeah. obviously, we're like a pop culture family. I'm a pop culture movie TV guy, right? My kids were already kind of into some of that stuff. Um, this year, limits out the window. Um, we're probably going to try to reel that back in 2021 if we can. Um, but again, you just got to survive, right? And and I'm not yeah. going to wring my hands too much over uh, how much screen time my kids got this year. Um, but I don't know about you. Do you feel bad about too much screen time for your children? Not, not really. It depends on what they're doing. For example, Minecraft screen time is fine. I yeah, have no, I really don't have a problem. Activity. Yeah. yeah, I really don't have a problem with that. Um, it just kind of depends. Uh, uh, my, we, my five-year-old got into, or six-year-old got into Prodigy, which is like a math. Oh yeah, my game. kid does that. Yeah. And he, so he asks for it, and he's doing math. And I'm like, sure, dude, go, go ahead. It. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah so it, it kind of depends. My my teenager, um, she's, you know, on uh, social media or doing the TikTok dance stuff. And so I, I we're, we're limiting. What's that? I said, who isn't doing the dance stuff on well, TikTok? Well, that's it. That's it. That's it. So we're, we're, Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, that, come on. That, that no, the whoa. I don't know what that is. You got to do the whoa. Come is on. Is it like the Dougie? I just What's know that? some of the terms. Is it like the Dougie? I think no, that's like not. 10 years old. It's the whoa. Even the whoa is old. The whoa is so January of this year. Oh, my God. It is like, that might as well be 20 years ago. Exactly. Um, so a couple of last ones. So Ruby underscore low blow, um, a loyal, loyal commenter, says that she's loved the quality time at the board games. She's had with her kids, a five-year-old that started reading. She did have one major pit was when her girl broke her arm and she let it go overnight before getting x-rays because she thought her daughter was just being dramatic. <laughs> Listen, I can I, understand that. I know, but also I think that that's kind of the right move. Some, you don't, you know, unless you don't, yeah, you don't know. You don't always yeah. know. And sometimes it just, if it wakes you, they wake up and it still hurts, fine. Yeah. Then you go. They yeah. don't know the difference between the, uh, um, you know, being hurt or being injured, right? And uh, right. they react the same to every single thing, whether they've right. just been shot in the kneecap or they stubbed their toe. So yeah, give it 12 hours, see where see where it shakes out, yeah. and then take over to the ER if you have to. Yeah, but you can pretty much tell a gunshot wound to the kneecap. So <laughs> maybe if you're paying attention. Yeah. Um, so DKC 1299, maybe we'll wrap up on this. Had a, a she, he said his peak was his seven-year-old daughter got out of bed and walked into the living room one night when they were watching TV. And he says, what's wrong? And she said, I can't sleep because I'm afraid. And he said, what are you afraid of? And she said, Michael Jackson. <laughs> so this, this is why you don't watch Leaving Neverland with your kids. Right, right. It's a tough documentary for the younger set. It's a, you really need to, they need to be at least six um, <laughs> so that they can fully understand what's going on because that is a heavy, heavy documentary. My kid, so the other day um, we, we went on a walk like to see the, Diker Heights Christmas lights is the area in Brooklyn where they go crazy with lights and floats and stuff um, or inflatable things. And we were with some friends all masked up. And one of the my my son's friend told him a story she had heard that Santa, um, like if you're awake when Santa shows up, Santa's like partner, the Sandman, you sprinkle something on your eyes and you're blind forever. <laughs> like So like on Christmas, he told it like on Christmas Eve, my kid couldn't sleep. Because he was scared of the Sandman, who like I don't know, who's Santa's evil wingman. I had yeah. never heard this before, um, but that kept him up on Christmas Eve, which was great, um, because then we weren't able to like do all the stuff we needed to do until right. like 2 a.m. Yeah, 
that's fun. I, I heard something about a dark elf. We were talking to a, a, my brother and his, mm-hmm. his wife, who's British, and she's saying the dark elf. I'm like, what? That's Thor too. The dark yeah, elf. <laughs> exactly. Do you do you guys do Elf on the Shelf? No, thank God. No. I know it is annoying. Right up until this year, where I kind of mixed it up and started to get really hardcore with it. Like, yeah, you want to find this thing? Try and find it. And so it you o- made it a challenge. Yeah, and it occupied was one room, our kind of kitchen living room area, and I was like, just try and find this little fucking thing. And my son would get up every morning, and it would occupy. I mean, he would just sit there looking around the room for like an hour and then eventually sometimes he would just come up and get it it was a it became a whole i got very competitive with him and i wanted to take him down uh unfortunately (laughs) he kept he kept besting me uh which is not unusual for most six-year-olds so but why don't you just be like all right guys you got to find the elf but then just never hide the elf and just you never have to do anything just he's in your trunk of your car and you're just like i guess you guys didn't find him today and you never have to do anything all because no, because my son actually checked the chunk of my car. He said, "Well, he's not here. There's 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 a lot of duct tape. There's some rope, but he's just no elf. plastic covering yeah. there." Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was fine. And then if the if the elf didn't move, one night, let's just say there were a lot of theories, and there was a yeah. lot of backstory as to <laughs> why the elf. Yeah, why the elf didn't move. Yeah, it was good. That's yeah. fun. So I, I think my biggest peak of the year is um, not doing Elf on the Shelf. Um, just a relief, just a wonderful tradition we have is not doing that. Um, and I'm going to continue to not do that, whether this is a pandemic or not, just because it's really just a really it's just a lovely pastime, not right. doing the Elf. Yep. Yep. No, congratulations. If you've avo- sidestepped having to do Elf on the Shelf, congratulations. If you're locked into it because one or more of your family members has made that happen, then just lean into it. Yeah. And get, you know, get tactical with it. That's actually good. That's actually good advice. Right. So sometimes you get forced to do stuff you don't want to do. Like we were forced to weather this pandemic and, and change up our parenting styles and our routines and all that stuff. And you can either sit back and bitch about it and scream into a pillow like I do and like we do um, in every episode of this podcast, or you can lean into it and try to make the best of it, which is not something I'm good at and not even right. really interested in trying to do. Um, but I really, you know what? I applaud yeah. you, Pete, for you putting your best foot forward and trying to make the best of uh, Elf on the Shelf and everything else this year. And now my whole family knows how to scream into a pillow. So it's great. <laughs> Well, it's been fun doing the podcast with you this year. It's yes. especially fun doing the Peaks and Pits episode just because I get to say Peaks and Pits and you hate it so much. Um, and I, I, I look forward to, to more um, Peaks, Peaks and Pits and Pits of the podcast. Ah, look at you. We'll look be back you. next year. Um, Mom and Barry will, will join us on some episodes. We might have some special guests if we can make that work. As always, we, we rely on the input and interactions of our fans and listeners. You can get us on Apple, on Spotify, on my um, podpage.com slash dadandburied, where you can you know, listen to however you want to listen. You can follow me on Instagram. You can't follow Pete because he doesn't believe in social media. Um, and you can, you can you know, shoot, shoot me a DM. Today, somebody called me a cunt in my DMs. You know, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> okay, there you go. You know what? I'm used to it. And I, you know what? A lot of times... I enjoy it. And if you're lucky, Listen, maybe I'll share your uh, your screenshot, a screenshot of you calling me a cunt and you yeah. be famous for a while. And by the way, I'm sorry about that. I was just testing out <laughs> my ghost accounts and uh, something must have slipped. So 
All right, Mike. Have a good one. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to everyone else out there. Happy New Year, Pete, and Happy New Year to all the listeners. We will be back in 2021. And look, it can't possibly be worse. Don't you goddamn say that, you son I'm knocking on wood. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for recording this time. Yep.